0: Hello and welcome back to Tani Talks Life. the year where we talk a topic per session with some practical lessons. Tonight's topic is just do it. Go get fit. The TTL, Tani Talks Life. The show, Tani Talks OT, the TTOT, Tani Talks Parsha, TTP, and the TTPA, Tani Talks Perky are on all podcast forums. Go check them out. You want to find us? Google it. God willing, we'll come back in just a few weeks for the OT show and the Pirkei Aval show, aiming for about five minutes or so this coming season. And the Parsha, now we try to shoot for around 10 to 15 minutes. The Tani Talks Daff, TTD, about two or three minutes on a piece of Gemara of the Daff of the Day. That's on sheerenjoyment.com. Shout out to Jake W. and Ellie N. on their wonderful work on sheerenjoyment.com as well as Simcha for posting our flyer and getting the word out for us as well. If you want to contact me, feel free at any time at RebT at com. Sources are mainly from Safari and Aish, unless noted otherwise, and this shear should be for the zechus, for the Rafua, for the Yeshua of anyone who needs it and anyone who wants it. Stop being such a couch potato. When are you going to go get all... Off of the couch already can't you help out around here you're being so sedentary go get outside already unfortunately too often and too widespread in our society it's just too easy to be a couch potato to stay indoors and put on the pounds with the invention of the internet and smartphones apps And TV streaming services right to your phone, right to your tablet. You don't even have to get up, go out, go to the movie theater anymore. Who does that? Especially because it's more expensive. As well as games amongst video gamers and devices such as computers or tablets or smartphones. It's not hard to find kids or adults that sit for hours in front of devices or on the couch. According to different data, kids on average watch four hours of television a day. And that's when I was younger. The data from when I was a teen into college years. So I'm sure, however, so many years later, I'm sure the number nowadays is much, much higher. It's probably closer to five to six to seven to eight hours. If you filter in social media and smartphones and apps and whatever, it's much, much too high. How can we challenge ourselves to get out a little, to move a little, to be physically active? Additionally, is it a Torah precept to do so? Well, you bet it is, and it for sure is easily possible, and we'll explain. The Torah tells us in Devarim, Perik Dalad Pasik Tetvav Vinish Martem you shall surely guard exceedingly your souls, your bodies, which the sages have interpreted meaning to safeguard and protect one's body, which really means to take care of your body. That it is the mitzvah, it is a mitzvah, that is what is commanded from Hashem to do, to take care of, to guard, to protect your body. It is written in the Shulchan Shulchanorach in 32.1, because the maintenance of a complete and healthy body is a godly path. Since it is impossible to understand or apprehend any knowledge of the Creator when one is sick, therefore you must keep away from things that damage the body and develop habits that improve the body and heal it. Similarly, it is said, you shall guard yourselves very well. Neshmartam me'od lanafsho. Guard yourselves very well. If we start now, we work on forming healthy habits and good habits. We could make good change right now. Research has shown that it takes 90 days, 3 months, 90 days to break a bad habit. 90 days! But it only takes 28 days, 28 around a month to make a new habit. A good habit. If you work on making good habits, you can save three times as much time versus having to break bad habits. 28 days to make a new habit, 90 days to break a bad habit. You do the math, which do you think is better? You could save over three times as much time to break versus breaking a habit to make a good new habit. Do it now. Make good habits now ingrain them into your life, into your day, into your existence. Especially as the pound adders are coming up, I made that term up, that of many holidays very soon that are food-centric, besides for Shabbat, Shabbos, which comes every week, and the new year is about to be upon us in just two weeks, it behooves us to make a Rosh Hashanah resolution to get more fit. Go get fit. Doctors recommend around 150 minutes of exercise per week with the stringent she does with the stringent opinions aiming for 180 minutes a week. So that breaks down to about 30 minutes a day for five or six days as will let you take off for Shabbos. The key is to do moderate exercise, such as, a bi- as bike riding up a slide hill. Meaning, don't bike ride up Mount Everest every day the whole time you're bike riding. On the other hand, don't walk for two minutes at a pace of two miles per hour. You're not getting anything accomplished that way. I personally tried to break it into my own day in the past when I worked at a public school that was around a 17-minute walk Brisk power walk, really, from the railroad. It really was like a 19 minute walk by foot, but I walked pretty fast, especially when I'm on the move, on the go to and from work. I, I power walked it, I got it two minutes faster. So I got 17 minutes a day each way for the five times of the week. If I worked there five days a week, it might have been a year that I actually worked there two or three times a week, but still. 17 minutes each way is 34 minutes. Uh, You could do the math. It's almost 100 minutes for just doing that throughout the week. If it was three days a week, and of course, if it was five days a week, we got the the math of what we needed to get there. My brain is not doing the math right now, but it should be that we got the time to get over 150 minutes, aiming for that 180 minutes if you want to take off for Shabbat and Sunday. In this summer, this past summer, I worked in summer school. I didn't quite cut it. I didn't make the cut for the time I wanted. I worked 12 minutes. I lived 12 minutes from the train in the morning. So a 12 minute walk to the train. And it was like a two minute walk from the train to the school in the morning. So we have 14 minutes a day. On the way home, it was a three minute walk to the subway or to the train and like two minutes from that and then uh i ubered it from home from the train station home because that's not feasible it was like a 45 50 minute walk on very difficultly hot days so you figure i got about 15 minutes of walking a day that's not cutting it that's that's basically an hour hour and uh, and, a, and a change a chunk of change not really enough so for myself i'm giving to myself the math didn't add up. I wasn't happy with how much walking I had. I was happy that I was close to the school, to the train, but on some level, it's nice to be able to walk around. I also didn't get the walking that I wanted because previously, when you work in person and you have to pick up students from around the school, I love working for the public school. I love my job working for the DOE, working with kids. I love to be able to be in the educational system. You know, you could be an OT anywhere. I'm an occupational therapist, pediatric. You could work in a clinic, you could work in the hospital. You could work in outpatient. You could work in inpatient, and I've seen it all. I've not all, but I've seen a lot of settings, and none of them appeal to me. I like working in a school. I like connecting it to the classroom, being involved in the school, being involved in the school day, seeing kids in the school setting. You know, trying to work in tandem with the teachers. That's what I love to do. I love to work for the the, the school system. And, you know, picking up kids around the school is very walk centric. I'm going to coin that also. It's very, you know, mobility centric. I could be, I was on the fifth floor before Corona hit. All the way in the corner, all the way in the, in the, in the literally in the end of the, of the world, in the fifth floor. And sometimes I'd have to pick up kids from the first floor all the way on the other side. So yes, there's an elevator that takes you down. But it, there are two wings to the building, the new wing and the old wing. And if your kid is in the old wing and you're in the new wing, you got to slip all the way around. So just to get to pick up the kid is a good three minutes to bring him back is a good three minutes. How many steps are involved in that? A lot. So the whole day I was on my feet picking up the kid, dropping off the kid, and you got to see eight kids a day, five days a week. We aim for 40 sessions a week, which is you know usually around 20 kids twice a week is the mandate for 30 minutes. So four hours of seeing kids and then two and a half hours of – no taking lunch and the, and the like. That's the work day usually in the DOE public school. So I had a lot of walking. Before corona hit, I, I wanted to take a little experiment. I wanted to see how many steps I actually got. So I actually bought a pedometer and I attached it to myself like my belt or a belt loop and I wore it on myself at work to see how many steps I got a day in the public school setting running around the five floors. I aim to get between 5,000 to 10,000 steps a day. On an average day, I would look at the pedometer. I actually don't know where it is. I think I left it in school, actually, once corona hit. On an average day, I got over 5,000 steps. On a good day, when I saw all the kids, if a kid or two was absent, I lost steps, so I was at 3,000. On a good day, really running around here, there, and everywhere. I got closer to 10,000, which is what is recommended as well. A person, an average person should shoot for 10,000 steps a day. How are you going to know how many steps you get a day if you don't have a pedometer? You don't have a pedometer app to keep track of how much you're walking. The pedometer, you put it on your belt loop, on your belt, it literally gets hit by your foot every step you take. So that's how it counts how many steps. Granted, it's probably off a little bit. But in general, on average, that's a good way to keep track. It's recommended as well to get the 10,000 steps a day. How do I know? Medicalnewstoday.com says the goal is 10,000 steps a day. The CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, recommend that most adults aim for 10,000 steps a day. How many steps? 10,000 steps a day. For most people, this is the equivalent of about eight kilometers or five miles most people in the united states today only take three to four thousand steps per day not good enough that equates to about 1.5 to two miles a day because you take into the fact that we're too sedentary there's too much convenience there's too much ease in society not that i'm complaining the thing is so convenient but it kind of backfires on us because in the olden days. People had to schlep to get the water and schlep to get the, the granary. They had to schlep to the bathhouse and schlep to, to bathe things like their clothing in the river. They were very physically active. They probably were in much better shape than a lot of us today in some ways. Obviously, life expectancy diseases and whatnot were not something I'd ever want to go back to. But we're a little bit too sedentary, especially with technology and applications and you know having everything delivered to us and whatnot. Corona aside... When I do things because of, of, you know, having things delivered here, minimizing, you know, interacting indoors with things. But before Corona, you know, aside from Corona, it's good to get out and about. It's good to walk. It's good to make sure you're not sedentary. Even if you walk around the block or even if you walk in your backyard or if you have a courtyard or a shared space or you walk around at work, don't just sit at the computer all day. It therefore could be as simple as buying a pedometer and attaching it to yourself, such as on a belt or a belt loop, and it records for you how active or inactive you are throughout your day. It really is really cheap, really is easy, and a really simple solution today. I believe the pedometer I got, this little round thingy that... Attached to the belt lobe was maybe $8 or $10 on Amazon. I'm sure they have cheaper ones. I'm sure they have more expensive ones. The point being, there are simple solutions to make sure that we're aware of how active or inactive we are. There are simple solutions to figure out how we can become more physically active, more physically involved. We need to exercise more, Period. Harvard explains on health.harvard.edu about how much exercise do you need. For better or worse, not many 21st century Americans fill their exercise quotas in the workplace. As recently as the 1850s, about 30% of all the energy used for agriculture and manufacturing in the United States depended on human muscle power. Human muscle power, not animal muscle power. No more. We've replaced rakes, with tractors, brooms with vacuums, and stairs with escalators. It's much more physically exhausting to sweep up the house by the broom and the dustpan, which I do a lot. It's less physically taxing in some way to do the vacuum, although the vacuum may be more efficient, more scary for kids, but more efficient. But it's more physically taxing to do it by hand instead of the machine helping you out. We've replaced the rakes with the tractors, the brooms with the vacuums, and the stairs with the escalators. Why don't people take stairs? Escalators, elevators, always used, even if you have to get from floor one to floor two, you can't take the stairs. Freed from physical work, people have used mental work to create a society of enormous convenience and comfort. In the process though, we've created a hidden energy crisis, not a shortage of fossil fuels, But a shortage of the physical activity the human body needs to ward off disease and reach its full potential exercise for health exercise is the best kept secret in preventative medicine despite our other differences we all need to exercise for health regular exercise provides essential protection against many of the diseases that plague our country the list includes heart attack stroke high blood pressure diabetes obesity osteoporosis and fractures the machala and much more we should never know from any of these things what does it take to get these benefits less than you might think the key is what exercise scientists call isotonic exercise activities that use your larger muscle groups in a rhythmic repetitive fashion without making your muscles work against heavy resistance that being such as walking running swimming, cycling, and things to that nature. This used to be what we called aerobic exercise because we thought it had to be intense enough to boost your heart rate into the aerobic range, 70 to 85% of your maximum heart rate to make you, you know, breathe in and breathe out more and to make your heart pump and to make you take shorter breaths and whatnot to get that oxygen pumping. We also called it endurance exercise because we thought it had to be sustained continuously to be beneficial But we now know that neither of these long-held beliefs is true. In fact, you can get all the health benefits you need from moderate exercise that won't make you huff and puff, even if you do it in little chunks, as long as it adds up to enough total activity. Harvard coined the term cardiometabolic exercise, CME, to encompass a range of activities from climbing the stairs in your office building to pushing yourself on an elliptical. All these things will improve your heart, your metabolism, and your health. The key is to do enough, and to do it often enough. For health, doctors should prescribe at least 30 minutes of moderate exercise, or 15 minutes of intense exercise a day. To see how your exercise stacks up, use the CME point system, aiming to get at least 150 CME points a day. Mix daily activities, formal workouts, and sports play to get the cardio-metabolic exercise you need for health. And for best results, do some stretching nearly every day and some strength training two or three times a week. The older we get, the more we need these supplementary activities. And as the years roll on, most of us will also benefit from some simple exercises to improve balance and prevent falling, a major health problem for seniors. For example... Aerobic dance is a moderate activity, and if you do it for 30 minutes, you get 200 CME points, which is well above the 150 to shoot for every day. If you go biking, that can be considered a moderate exercise or moderate activity in a moderate fashion. You do it for 30 minutes, you get 250 CME points a day, well, well above the 150. Calisthenics, which are like types of exercises, you know, jumping around, moderate activity, you do it in a moderate fashion for 30 minutes, you get 130 points golfing such as the pulling of the clubs and you do that for 30 minutes that's 145 points jogging 12 minutes a mile 30 minutes you get 200 points if you do carpentry in a moderate way for 30 minutes you get 100 points mowing the lawn pushing a hand mower for 30 minutes 200 points pushing a power mower mower, mower for 30 minutes 145 points raking the lawn with a rake moderate exercise for 30 minutes it's 130 points Stair climbing, which is moderate. Going up the stairs for 10 minutes, you get 100 points. Washing a car by hand is a moderate activity. 30 minutes, you get 100 points. Jumping rope is a moderate activity. For 15 minutes, you get 200 points. If you go skiing downhill or water, 30 minutes, 200 points. Cross country for 30 minutes is 315 points. Whopper. Swimming in a moderate way, 30 minutes, 230 points. And the last three examples, tennis. For doubles, if a person's playing with you and and the other team has two, 30 minutes, 160 points. Tennis is a single person versus a single other player. 30 minutes for 200 points and walking in a moderate way, for 30 minutes, you get 135 points. So, just go do it. Go exercise, there's so many ways to do it. And you could do it in a just enough method to meet your goals. You make health your priority. Remember to get a checkup before you start a big, new exercise push. Choose the activities that best fit your schedule, schedule your budget, your abilities, and your taste. Construct a balanced program by adding the weight training, stretching, and exercises for balance that you need. Start slowly, build up gradually, and above all, stick with it. As Yogi might have said, exercise is 50% ability and 90% persistence. Again, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It could be as simple as picking up your long-neglected bike and going for a spin a few times a week. I happen to recall as a teenager, even into college, that was my favorite thing to do outside, to go biking for an hour or so up and down the streets near where we lived. That was really awesome. When I scooted back this past summer from the first day of summer school, that was very difficult very very difficult it was 70 to 80 percent uphill all uphill 70 percent of the trek to the train did not know it was going to be 70 percent uphill i looked it up it was very misleading it said uh you know 100 meters of the trek is uphill that was not accurate i don't know what they meant it was 2.3 miles away to get from the school to the train i needed there was a closer train but it wouldn't come for an hour and a half So I went to a much more busy train station, 2.3 miles away, and I said, this is going to be great. I'm going to take a scooter, a manual scooter. I'm going to get great exercise every day. I'm going to feel so accomplished. It was extremely difficult. Suffice it to say, I only did it that one day, that first time. My body felt like it was hit by a power tractor. It felt very accomplishing, but not very realistic, especially because it was utterly impossibly exhausting my whole body was like pounding and it was not good if you can't bike outside for various reasons or you can't scoot outside for various reasons such as small kids or jobs the hours etc what about thinking about an indoor bicycle peloton is all the rage nowadays you don't have to buy their thousand dollar bike Amazon sells them for two dollars three dollars $500, and they have different speeds, and you get the ability to feel like you're bike riding, although you're biking in place, so I would recommend maybe scenery, a YouTube video to pretend you're driving through the woods, or maybe you could find a program, an app, something to watch that you feel like you're trekking around the country. It's really all the rage nowadays. Even the indoor mirror is all the rage as well. You put it up on your wall, and there's like workout modes and whatnot, and you You could follow along to an exercise program. You could think about a treadmill or an elliptical in the house as well. See, a treadmill, we didn't have. But we had an elliptical in our apartment before we came to our house. And then we had an elliptical in the house. It ended up, you know, just taking up space. And we didn't use it. It had one speed, whatever. I had to build it myself. I did not enjoy that. I'm not a builder. But a bicycle might be more my speed, for example, or it might be more someone else's speed. You might like a treadmill. You might like an elliptical. Whatever speaks to you. You might like a rower. They have a rower. You pretend you're in a kayak. That's very cool. Also, you might like a Nordic track. My dad used uh, when, when he would jog and work out, and that, that's like the, the, the feet going back and forth, back and forth, almost as if you're skating. There are different machines. There are different options. There's different ways of going about it. It doesn't have to be the top-of-the-line model. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. You don't have to get a, ma- a gym membership for $1,000 a month. Anything safe and effective and part of your routine, part of your habits, can really work. Think about how much exercise can help you in your life. MedlinePlus.gov explains that regular exercise and physical activity may help you control your weight. Along with diet, exercise plays an important role in controlling your weight and preventing obesity to maintain your weight the calories you eat and drink must equal the energy you burn to lose weight you must use more calories than you eat and drink it can help reduce your risk of heart disease Low, no, god forbid exercise strengthens your heart improves your circulation the increased blood flow raises the oxygen levels in your body this helps lower your risk of heart disease such as high cholesterol coronary artery disease cad and heart attack god forbid regular exercise can also lower your blood pressure and triglyceride levels. It helps you. It helps your body manage blood sugar and insulin levels. Exercise can lower your blood sugar level and help your insulin work better. This can cut down your risk for metabolic syndrome and type 2 diabetes, God forbid, low And if you already have had one of these diseases, chas Shalom, exercise can help you manage it. Exercise can also help you... Improve your mental health and mood. During exercise, your body releases chemicals that can improve your mood and help you feel more relaxed. This can help you deal with stress, reduce your risk of depression. It can help your thinking, your learning, and your judgment skills sharpen as you age. And it helps you keep these skills sharp as you age. Exercise stimulates your body to release proteins and other chemicals that improve the structure and function of your brain. It also helps strengthen your bone and muscles. Regular exercise can help kids and teens build strong bones. Later in life, it can also slow the loss of bone density that comes with age. Doing muscle strengthening activities can help you increase or maintain your muscle mass and strength. It can reduce your risk of some of the machala. It can reduce your risk of falls. For older adults, research shows that doing balance and muscle strengthening activities like yoga, tai chi, and similar In addition to moderate intensity, aerobic activity can help reduce your risk of falling. It can help improve your sleep. Exercise can help you to fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. Exercise can increase your chances of living longer. Studies show that physical activity can reduce your risk of dying early from the leading causes of death like heart disease and other things. And you should make it a part of your regular routine. Make everyday activities more active. Even small changes can help. You can take the stairs instead of the elevator. Walk down the hall to a co-worker's office instead of sending an email. Wash the car yourself. Park further away from your destination. Eat your lunch outside. Make sure to be involved in different things that you can really make sure to get exercise part of your life. Just taking that lunch outside, walking outside to a place nearby to eat, that could do something for yourself as well. Be active with your friends and family. Exercise can help you be more active with others. Having a workout partner or a walking partner or a biking buddy may make you more likely to enjoy exercise. You could also plan social activities that involve exercise. You might also consider joining an exercise group or class, such as a dance class, hiking club, or volleyball team. But make sure to keep track of your progress. Keep a log or a chart or a journal. And make sure to make exercise more fun. Try listening to music or an audiobook while you exercise. And make sure to make a playlist or an audiobook that you'll only listen to, you'll only be involved with while you exercise. So you're motivated to come back. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe it. Where in the story are we up to? What's going to happen next? Will Gabriel find the culprit? Will he figure out the mystery? I'm in so much suspense. I got to go back on the treadmill to hear the next chapter. I gotta go back on my bicycle to see what happens next. Was it the butler? Was it the professor? Borrowing the items and the characters from Clue. Was it the maid? Was it the doctor? I don't know. Listen to the next chapter while you're involved in exercise. Also mix things up a little bit. If you stick with just one type of exercise, you might get bored. Try doing a combination of activities. Listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to your favorite cheer, your favorite lecture. Listen to your favorite show. Whatever you want to do while you're exercising, but do something to get you interested, to get you involved. I, I myself am not such a fan of watching things while working out. I found it very distracting and easy to slip off of the, of the bicycle or the treadmill many years ago when I tried. I like better listening to things so you still are aware of your surroundings. You can still see your surroundings. You're not glued to the television. Give your eyes a rest a little bit and simulate your brain while listening to music or an audiobook. I I like that a lot better personally. Find activities that you can do even when the weather is bad. You can walk in a mall. You can climb stairs or work out in a gym or use an indoor home type of machine even if the weather stops you from exercising outside. The key is to make changes, to make a plan to be consistent, and to do it throughout the week. Make it a part of your habit. Change your habits. Change your routines. Change your life. Just do it. Go get fit. Robinson Tversky points out on com, Hillel, one of the great sages of Israel, was greeted on a Friday afternoon by a number of his disciples. He had what was the equivalent of a towel swung over his shoulders of shoulders, which sparked the curiosity of his students who questioned him about his destination. I am going to the bathhouse to take care of my host, he answered. Upon further inquiry, he explained that his body was the host for his soul for the duration of his journey on earth, and that there is a Torah obligation to treat one's host with respect, care, and concern. The body is very important. Our physical configuration, the brains, the heart, the kidneys, the intestines, everything, are inspiring in their harmony and synchrony and service testimony to the presence of a purposeful Creator. The Torah Commandment, Only be observant for yourself and greatly concerned for your soul, from Devarim Dalit Tet, enjoins us to be very careful not to do anything that would be in any way injurious to our bodies. We must eat well, sleep, exercise, seek medical attention, whatever will promote our health and well-being. We have the Chiv, the Obligation, to take care of our body and to make sure to do so consistently. Rabbi Sachs, alava shalom, Levracha, points out on Aish.com, the World Health Organization has identified physical inactivity as the fourth greatest health hazard today ahead of obesity. In the words of Dr. James Levin, one of the world's leading experts on the subject, and the man credited with coining the mantra, says, we are sitting Ourselves to death, God forbid. The reason is that we are not made to sit still. Our bodies were made for movement, for standing, for walking, for running. If we fail to give the body regular exercise, God forbid, it can easily malfunction and put us at risk of serious illnesses, God forbid. Rabbi Sachs Zetzal also points out that a distinguished British Jew, Lord George Wiedenfeld, died at the age of 96. He was a successful publisher, a friend and confidant of European leaders, an inveterate fighter for peace, and a passionate Zionist. In 1949-1950, to 1950, he was political advisor and chief of cabinet to Chaim Weizmann, first president of Israel, right after the modern state was established in 48. One of his last acts was to help rescue 20,000 Christian refugees fleeing from ISIS in Syria. He was alert and active, even hyperactive to the very end of a long and distinguished life. In an interview with the Times on his 92nd birthday, he was asked the following question. Most people in their 90s slow down. You seem to be speeding up. Why is that? He replied, when you get to 92, you begin to see the door about to close. I have so much to do before the door closes that the older I get, the harder I have to work. That is a good formula for staying young. Like our bodies, our souls were not made for sitting still. We were made for moving, for walking, for traveling, for learning, for searching, for striving, for growing, for knowing that it is not for us to complete the work but neither may we stand aside from it. Lo Allah haham v'lo ata ben mimena. explains to us, you gotta start it. Maybe you won't finish it. Maybe you don't have to finish it, but you have to start it. You have to get it moving. You have to get it... You have to get the ball rolling, basically. We can't stand aside from it. In Judaism, as the book of Exodus reminds us in Shamos, In its closing words, even an encampment is called a journey. Make sure to not be sedentary. Make sure we are moving, accomplishing, doing, especially in a physically active and healthy way. Dr. Miller points out on H.com: many of us feel that we're too connected to our phones, our computers, and things to the similar nature. In fact, a recent Kaiser Family Foundation study found That American children spend basically all their waking hours outside of school using an electronic device. All their waking hours. That could be really eight hours on a device. What a nebuch. A recent study spells out some of the benefits to taking a break from all this electronic stimulation. Harvard Business School professor Leslie A. Perlau had a team of busy, high-powered consultants take turns turning off their phones for the night once a week. While she faced huge opposition to the experiment at first, she soon found that the participants soon reported greater happiness, satisfaction with their work-life balance, and feelings of empowerment. We can turn off the devices, the internet. It won't kill us. It won't harm us. On the contrary, it can be literally life-saving and so helpful. We already do it every day, every week, for 25 hours, for a day, for Shabbat, for Shabbos. Why not do it more often throughout the week? Even Common Sense Media and Sesame Street have an initiative, device-free dinner. Put away the devices for dinner at least. Give your full attention to your kids, to your family. Don't let anything else get in the way. Put away those phones. Get up. Get active. Get moving. Go do a healthy exercise task instead. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, you know. In the DOE, I've been using Go Noodle with kids a lot in the past year, especially during Corona. That makes them get up and move. It's movement-based exercise activities. You could do yoga, Zumba for kids, Tai Chi. And we'll talk later. But there's uh, a Jewish version called uh, Mora Music, I believe, and they have uh, music Mora Music maybe with music with uh, with music Mendy. Very cute uh, exercise videos. We'll We'll share the link with you later. As well, it could be simple. Even on a rainy day, there's also cosmic kids yoga where they where she takes the kids through journeys like a Harry Potter to do different elements. Very simple to do exercise, especially for kids. Just get up, do it, go get fit. Michael Kaufman points out on H the Torah directives, and you shall take very good care of your bodies, and you shall walk in his ways, are understood by many of the sages as charges to stay healthy and be physically fit. Having a healthy and fit body is what God wants. Maimonides, the great 12th century rabbi, philosopher, and ph- physician, declared this, that this is what God wants. He ruled that one is obliged, obligated to refrain from all things that impair the body and adopt those elements that strengthen it. Rabbi Yisrael Meir Kagan, the 19th to 20th century, great sage known as the Chaviz Chaim, observed that it is a mitzvah to take care of your life and health. Indeed, he wrote the entire Torah is dependent on the mitzvah of taking care of your body. The Rambam, Rabbi Moshe ben Maimon, Maimon, taught that exercise is the supreme preventative medicine, but that inactivity is as great a detriment to health as activity is a benefit. He urged people to be physically active. Vigorous exercise preserves the body, while inactivity and lack of exercise weakens the body. On the other hand, Maimonides, the Rambam, made clear everyone who sits back, secure in his self-confidence and does not exercise, even if he eats healthy foods, even if he takes good medical care of himself, all of his days will be painful ones and he will be weakened. God forbid. He concluded, so long as one exercises and exerts himself vigorously, no illness will befall him and his physical powers will be strengthened. Everyone knows the significance of daily exercise for physical fitness, but few do it. Why? Many rationalize by saying they're too busy, they don't have the time. However, applying the popular expression, which I really live by, when you want something done, ask the busy person, and forget it, I'll do it myself. You know? You ain't going to do it if I, no one else is going to do it, I'm going to do it. If no one else, you know, when there's no other place, stand up. When you want something done, ask the busy person. We know that when we do need to do something important, we always find the time for it. Is life something important enough that, to find time for? Is exercise to give you a better life, a healthier life, a longer life, not also something important enough to make time for? Here's an idea. Don't make exercising special. Adopt it as a habit, adopt it as a habit. Make working out integral to your daily routine, something you don't think about but you just do, like working, eating, drinking, sleeping. It works. In Maimonides' words, the postponement of old age is indeed possible. As for those who rationalize physical inactivity by asserting, I'll go when my time is up. Theirs is considered an un-Jewish, even deadly fatalism. Judaism teaches that God determines one's lifespan, but this is augmented by the actions and endeavors of the individual. You can't say, I'll put myself in front of a car and God will save me. That is very un-Jewish, very deadly thinking. Eh, I'll jump off a bridge, God will save me. God forbid you can't do that. I'll smoke marijuana, cocaine, drugs, alcohol. God will save me. You cannot expect God to just throw you a lifeboat and grant you whatever you want, even if you're endangering yourself, sinning to yourself. God takes you on the path and God ordains things, but He doesn't ordain sins. He doesn't ordain endangering yourself. If you endanger yourself, you're asking for trouble. Don't ask for trouble. Don't think unjewishly, don't think deadly. Don't think fatally. You cannot claim protection of divine providence as an excuse for not being healthy and fit. Just do it. Go get fit. It's easy to figure it into your day. Get that pedometer. Look for that bike or scooter. Look for that machine. Get in a walking or jogging regimen. Make sure you eat your lunch outside 150 steps away or farther. Make it part of your life, every single day. Aish.com points out on their daily lift, a famous physician used to relate that in his entire career of treating thousands of patients, he had only one patient who followed his instructions exactly without deviation, who was actually patient and was a good patient. The patient was the great sage Rabbi Israel Salantar, who was renowned for his Muslim movement. He regarded the doctor's orders as the fulfillment of the Torah obligation to guard one's health. Someone once came to Rabbi Salantra's room and found him perusing a medical guide to exercise. He had the book open and did every exercise exactly as described since the doctor had advised him to do so. The best medicine is preventative. The medical community urges us to be involved in exercise 150 to 180 minutes a week, around 30 minutes a day, minus Shabbos or minus Sunday, depending how you do it. How can we not do so? How can we not do so? Debbie Gottfrund points out on Aish.com, based on a famous book by Tom Corley about strategies for success, that there are things to do to make oneself more successful, including reading each day. Having positive relationships, pursuing specific goals, sleeping well, having multiple income routes, avoid wasting time, and exercising. 76% of successful people devote at least a half hour or more to aerobic exercise every day. They bike, jog, or walk and find that working out clears their minds and reduces stress in their lives. If we are pushing our physical limits, we will learn to push the limits in other areas of our lives as well as well as reading. At least 88% of wealthy people in Corley's research spend 30 minutes or more reading each day. Most of them read self-growth, biographies, or history books. But science shows that even reading a good novel, what, what, helps a person's career. I love novels. I happen to relish novels, and it took many years to find Jewish novels that had the suspense, the mystery, the thriller, and we found them. Feldham has them Menucha Publishers has them. Sufta has them. Shar Press has them. You can have the novels, and they could be Jewish, and they could be good, and you could still, you know, satisfy that need, satisfy that craving for a good novel. My favorite time of the week, I say over and over again, is when my wife and I sit down Friday night. We both pick out, pick out after making sure the learning is done for the day and the davening is done for the day, and the kids are asleep. That's like our menucha, our real menucha, Friday night, and I have my, my sour stick snack, my special Shabbos snack, and I sit down and I read that novel. That is like my Kodesh HaKadoshim Lahavda of Shabbos, sitting down with my wife, reading that Jewish novel. I get involved and enmeshed in the book, and I get lost in the story. There are crucial life lessons embedded within other people's stories. We can learn a tremendous amount from different perspectives, challenges, and ideas. If we're learning, we're growing. But that's for a whole other topic we're debating To talk about books, I love books, I love novels, but we'll see, maybe. But in general, when we focus on physical health and mental health, we have to be active in many ways in our lives. What better way, what better time to start than now, as we embark upon starting a brand new year in just a few weeks. And Mona Braverman points out on H.com, in a culture obsessed with looks and superficiality, it's easy to get swept away in fads and the like. Especially relating to diet and exercise, it's also easy to come up with excuses. One can proudly justify to themselves, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing really important things. What a waste of energy. We can have a long list of excuses and feel very self-righteous. But the Torah mandates that we take care of our bodies so one cannot hold out forever. Having an exercise machine, if used properly, can make a person feel like a new person. It helps alleviate stress and it helps increase your metabolism which is really a euphemism for losing weight and keeping fit. The author author herself listens to books on tape or audiobooks, which I am also a huge fan of. We used to listen to them on long drives, and that was the best way to keep me awake. When we used to drive very, very far, even music or lectures would not keep me awake, but a good audiobook, ah, that's the life. Very interesting to hear the next chapter and to hear the author speaking or whoever is reading the author's words in different voices. Very very cool, very cute. We used to listen to Harry Potter on the way. The author had a different voice for Ron, for Harry. Very interesting. So this author, Emona Braverman, when she goes to, to exercise, she listens to audiobooks or tapes. She hears many classics and is motivated to get back on the machine to find out what happens next. As the audiobooks are used only during exercise. Only During exercise, that should be the motivation, the trigger, the inspiration to continue yourself to keep going back. If you listen to audiobooks all day, what what benefit is it to listen on the treadmill? You're not going to be as motivated. But if you say, "I'm only going to listen to that amazing, Shar Press mystery novel on audiobook," I don't know if there's such a thing yet, but there should be, on the the bicycle, on the cycle in the basement. That's a good motivator to keep going back. You might have to usually force yourself to get on, but you feel so much better when you do. There are whole movements about it. The mirror exercise idea, Peloton, so many things, bike classes from home, and so much more. But it, it eases tension and it clears your mind. You can think better, parent better, teach better, and be a better spouse. Exercise doesn't come in a small yellow pill, but its benefits are a pretty good advertisement. Too bad it takes so long to find it. One can then look forward to it every day if we just figure out the proper way to go about it. You have to find what speaks to you. I personally, myself, hated weights and running or jogging. I didn't really like a treadmill either. Or an elliptical. I really didn't like it so much. However, I love bike riding. I love cycling and a cycle machine. It doesn't have to be intense. It could be moderate. You have to find what speaks to you. You don't have to go uphill the whole time or even jog fast, but it should get you to feel like you're moving and working at a moderate amount. You should feel your heart pumping. You should feel that you're you're moving a little bit. Use what speaks to you and motivates you. If I would listen to music while working out and I'm speaking to myself, for myself, to get back on the bandwagon in in, in any way possible, I personally love upbeat Jewish versions of pop and hip-hop, or rap music, Jewish versions. So, in the past years, we switched over not only from novels and mystery, suspense, thriller, non-Jewish, we switched over to Jewish, but also music. We got rid of all of our non-Jewish music over the years, and now for many years, thank God, we switched over to Jewish male versions of everything. So I love when 613 covers a song... I love when Maccabees and Weissons cover song because I could I could hear a, a tune that might be popular like in school. I might hear it and then I hear the Jewish version. And I'm like, ah, amazing. I also love listening to Nissen Black, who's an amazing Jewish rapper, describe an amazing rap hip harp, hop artist and people like that. That would motivate me. That would help me. You know, Eight Nights and Eight Nights, that's like one of my favorite songs from Nissen Black. That would be a good pumper, a good motivator for me. And if there was such a thing as a Jewish audiobook, I'm not sure that they have this yet. I started looking into it a little bit. You know, I love the Jewish novels of Shar Press and Menucha and Sufta and Feldheim. They have great books. But I don't know if any of those novels were 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 read aloud to the audience, were transcribed as an audiobook. Wouldn't that be amazing? The best version I've found so far are the Rabbi Small Books, but it's not exactly our hashkafa you could look it up and you'll see what i mean it's interesting it is a, a sort of rabbi as a sort of detective you know one time there's a case around yom kippur and one time there's this and that that is an audiobook that we've tried but it's not exactly my hashkafa and my and my wavelength if you will but that's on the on the way on the way if we found Novels that were audiobooks, that would be awesome. If you know of such a thing, email me, Repti at cheeradjointment.com, please, because I would love to find that. Listen to this story from y- Nisanel Yoel Safran. Okay, guys, everyone out to the running track and line up for the race, Mr. Wade, the gym teacher, called out in his div- deep voice to the kids coming out of the locker room. As the athletic guys like Gary pranced like deer to the starting line, Josh dragged his feet as if hoping somehow. He'd be able to stretch out the 45-second walk to the running track into the 45 minutes of the entire gym class period. He had nothing against exercise and sports. It was just that when they were giving out bodies, he must have been last in line. Shaped more or less like a bowling pin, and only a little bit taller than one, Josh knew that any race he entered, he would only come in one place, last. Just to make things more interesting, the gym teacher said, whoever wins gets one of these. He held up a really cool-looking pair of sunglasses. Josh sighed to himself. (sighs) While he'd love to get the prize, he knew he had as much chance of winning the race as he had climbing Mount Everest backwards on roller skates. The coach blew the whistle and the kids took off running. For the first half-second or so, Josh was lined up with the front of the pack, but soon, as usual, he started drifting behind. He ran the best he could, why look even worse than he had to? But by the time he huffed his way around the track, he'd had a good view of everyone else's back, and no one was looking at his. I won, I'm the man, Gary shouted, and holding his hand out, jogged over to Mr. Wade to get his prize. Not so fast, the gym teacher said. That was only the first round. One more race to go. Gary grumbled a little bit and then shrugged with a look that said, "Okay, I did it once. I'll do it again." The kids lined up, but this time, instead of just blowing his starter's whistle, the gym teacher held up a small electronic device. If you notice I was clocking all of you on my computer, I stopwatch. It recorded all of your times. How long it took each of you to go around the track last time, and now, in this second round, I'm going to time all of you again. Josh's ears perked up as the man went on. Whoever beats their last time, this time around, wins. Simple as that. What? You mean not just whoever comes in first, the kid called out? Nope, the man smiled. This is a different kind of race. You're not racing against each other. You're racing each against yourselves. Okay? Get ready. The whistle blew, and Josh, for the first time he could remember, maybe the first time ever, felt himself excited and into it. As he pumped his short, stocky legs, he wasn't paying attention to who was in front of him or behind. Am I doing better than before? Was the only thought on his mind. The race ended. The guys, and this time not just Gary, who had again pulled up in first place, all surrounded the teacher, bouncing up and down with hopeful eyes. Did we win? Did we win? Did we win? Guess what? The gym teacher grinned as he pulled out a whole carton of sunglasses. Every single one of you beat his previous time. That means every single one of you wins! He handed out the prizes to each of the kids, giving Gary an extra pair, explaining that it was only fair since he hadn't told him the new rules at first. As Josh walked off the track field, the cool new winter sunglasses on his face, he realized it wasn't only the colored lenses that was causing him to see things, including his own ability to be a winner, from a whole New perspective. We don't have to be in a race against anyone else. We just need to be better ourselves every day, racing against ourselves, making ourselves healthier and more fit. Do what you can in small baby steps to get where you need to go. If you have a lunch break, why drive to a nearby store and eat there? Why not take a sandwich and walk to a park nearby to eat it? I know of a teacher from one of my public schools in the past who used his lunch break to walk around the school's track on the track field. What a great way to build exercise into the workday. Teachers get 50 minutes, we get 30 minutes, but he used those 50 minutes to the utmost. What a great idea. Also, as we mentioned before, think about the Jewish alternative to exercise videos for kids at least, such as Jewish Alternatives to Go Noodle, which is a great app I love but not really a Jewish version yet, but there is something called Mora Music on YouTube, also seen on Chabad.org with Mendy Music, the character. That's on Chabad.org, slash kids, slash all of these things, but really you go to Chabad.org and type in Mora Music, M-O-R-A-H-M-U-S-I-C. Maybe you could also type in Mendy Music, M-E-N-D-Y-M-U-S-I-C, and this lady set up a thing where it's, you see kids, boys, you know, in very uh, Jewish clothing with sitzes and kippahs and matching outfits, working out to Torah, Torah, Torah every day, or something like that, and it's so cute. It's such a great idea. But there are Jewish alternatives. I always talk about, we got to find the Jewish alternatives for for novels, for audiobooks to work out to, would be amazing. And for music, and for plays and music, and for and for exercise videos, it's there. We just have to find it. We need to guard and protect our bodies by making sure they are physically and well fit, and in shape. Take those beginner steps to make sure you're keeping the body moving and healthy, as Hashem wants. We think about what some sources say, like the Mishnah Torah, how, how the Rambam points out in the Human Dispositions for one, the maintenance of the body in a healthy and sound condition is a God-chosen way, for it is impossible that one should understand or know out of the divine knowledge. Concerning the creator, when he is sick, it is necessary for man to distance himself from things which destroy the body, and accustom himself in things which are healthful in life and life imparting. Ramam also points out in human dispositions a man should aim to maintain his physical health and vigor, in order that his soul may be upright in a condition to know God. And the Mishnah Torah also points out there is another rule to be observed regarding physical health. As long as a person works and takes plenty of exercise, does not eat to satiety. And his bathroom use is regular, he is sure to escape illness. Because the point is, we need to protect the body and keep it in good shape, as it is a key to serving Hashem properly. <laughs> Rambam points out in the Morah Nebuchem, the perplex of the generation, the first is physical and mental health, leading to a full and joyous embracing of life. The Sephorno points out on Boratia's physical health consists of opposite forces in the body. Being in perfect balance with one another. The word shalom, being at peace and perfect harmony, is an acceptable word for describing physical health. And that's another point. Having an exercise, regimen, or plan doesn't have to be intense or crazy. Do so in moderation. Have a moderate plan. Keep it in line and realistic. Don't push yourself too hard. Change your habits. Keep it as a part of your day every single day. The Orchot can point out it's per, it perfects the nature of a truly pious man as complete physical health perfects the body. He who has the sense of shame is of greater worth as well. The Torah HaOroch points out in Shamos a person is to eat the kind of food that not only assures his physical health, but also that which contributes to his spiritual health. Rabbeinu Bahaya or Bahia points out in Devarim, the expression has been used by the Torah also when warning us to protect our lives through maintaining our physical health, because by working on being physically active and fit, not only do we work on our physical bodies, but our souls get worked on in the process and connect closer to Hashem. The Ekei points out, denial of physical health does not originate in heaven. On the contrary, heaven helps in the attainment of perfect health. And Rabbi Bahir Bahaya points out in Shemos. If, however, he uses such an activity only in order to perform better service to Hashem by maintaining his physical health at maximum level, he has elevated the act of eating and drinking as well. And he points out in Barashas Rabbeinah B'chaya, the act of eating, if performed within reason, in quantities appropriate to the body's need, actually promotes both good physical and spiritual health as well. Gray Matter points out in Modesty that Charlamid Yerushalmi also indicates his connection between one's emotional state and one's physical health. The point being, eating right making sure to have proper physical health and elevating the mundane to the spiritual all ways to connect closer to Hashem to take better care of ourselves and using our time wisely in our days. The Pininah Halacha points out in Simchat Abayit Be'er is, if a person does not take care of bodily needs, it will cause deterioration of physical and mental health and loss of equilibrium. The Shemona Kvatsim point out to that end we yearn for complete health and for tough and sturdy physical strength. And the Pininah Halacha points out on Shabbat Even though people who work out enjoy it, I tell you I did not enjoy the real working out, the enjoyment really derives from their awareness that they are taking care of their health and physical fitness, not from the exercise itself. Have you ever really worked out and pushed yourself to the limit? Did it really feel good? Probably not. The after effects also hurt the next few days, as when I did the scooter fiasco in the past summer on the first day. Keep the... Keeping yourself fit and involving yourself in the idea probably is what made you feel good, not the pain of lifting the weights. You have to do things in moderation. Keep the regimen in a moderate fashion in order not to get overly hurt or to avoid it in the future. Keep it in a middle of the road approach to get the benefits and not overstrain yourself in the process. The Ramban point out, Ramban points out on VaYikra, giving the rains in their season. The matter of rains, so of blessings come in their proper season. The air is pure and good, and the springs and rivers are good. And the rain is a prime cause of physical health, and all the produce will increase and be blessed by it. Like the land shall yield, the produce trees shall yield their fruit. No one will become sick, none shall miscarry or be barren. We shall never know such things, even among their cattle. Meaning, when we do things in the right way, we take care of ourselves, and we serve Hashem in the right ways, good things can happen. The Talmud and Brachos 43 point out, Don't even take long strides. A long stride takes away one five hundredth of a person's eyesight. God forbid. The Gemara asks, what's the remedy? Restore it by drinking wine of kedushan and Shavas. The point being, we must take care of ourselves in a physical manner, doing it in the right way to get the proper benefits, avoiding ill things in our life as best we can within our own control. And Brachos 58b also points out, the Gemara relates that Ula and Rav Chissa were once walking on the road when they came upon the door of the house of Rav Hanabar HaNilai. Khan Rav Chissa groaned and sighed. Ula asked him, why are you sighing? Didn't Rav say sighing breaks half of one's body as it's states sigh therefore you son of man with the breaking of your bones the point being also look at life and situations from a positive perspective as well as taking care of yourself a mindset can affect the physical being as well and our last source sukkah 53a the gemara wonders is it so didn't rab yohann say one who took an oath that i will not sleep three days one flogs him immediately for taking an oath in vain and he may sleep immediately because it's impossible to stay awake for three days uninterrupted Rather, this is what Rabbi Yeshua is saying. We do not experience the sense of actual sleep because they would merely doze on each other's shoulders. In any case, they're not actually awake for the entire week. The point being, in addition to physical exercise, it's also of vital importance to have proper rest and proper sleep every day. The Rambam recommends breaking the day into eighths, such as an eighth of the day for sleep, an eighth of the day of the work, and an eighth of the day for taking care of other things, including learning and family just to reiterate the points, we need to protect the body and keep it in good shape. It's a key to serving Hashem properly. Having an exercise regimen or plan doesn't have to be intense or crazy. Do so in moderation. Have a moderate plan. Keep it in line and realistic. Don't push yourself too hard. Change your habits and keep it as part of your day every day. By working on being physically active and fit, not only do we work on our physical bodies, but our souls get worked on in the process and queen out closer to Hashem. Eating right, painting, being proper physical health, elevating the mundane to the spiritual are all ways to connect closer to Hashem to take better care of ourselves and using our time wisely in our days. If you ever really worked out and push yourself to the limit, you know it didn't really feel good, it was painful, and it hurt. The after-effects can hurt also the next few days, like the scooter thing. Keep the regimen in a moderate fashion in order not to overly hurt yourself or avoid it in the future. Middle-of-the-road approach to get the benefits and not overstrain yourself in the process. Take care of ourselves in a physical manner is what we have to do in the right way to get the proper benefits to avoid ill things in life as best we can within our own control. Look at life and situations from a positive perspective as well as taking care of yourself. A mindset can affect the physical being as well. In addition to physical exercise, it's also vital importance to have proper rest and proper sleep every day. The Rambam with the 8 hours of work, 8 hours of sleep and 8 hours for the other things in order to break up the day. We need to ensure to change our mindset and change our habits to better our physical activity every day. Save 60 days by starting good healthy habits right now that will kick in for good after 28 days. Don't wait 90 days to break bad habits. Use 28 days to make good habits. Do simple solutions such as wearing a pedometer or walking or biking or scooting instead of driving if possible. Take a walk around the block during your lunch break. Take your lunch with you to a nearby park. Get an exercise machine for your house. Join a yoga or tai chi class. Find a biking buddy, a walking buddy, a jogging buddy. Get into the routine by doing simple, easy methods to do so. Walk to the train and back instead of getting a ride. Keep the routine in a moderate fashion. Don't overstrain yourself. Don't underwhelm yourself. Keep the middle path of activity. Just do it. Go get fit. Aim for those 10,000 steps a day with a pedometer. At least 5,000 steps a day. Get those 150 or 180 minutes of exercise a week, shooting for 30 minutes a day minus Shabbos. Implement it with your being, into your being. Use motivators such as music or audiobooks or the like. But get the inspiration, use the inspiration, keep the inspiration, and incorporate inspiration into your life. You'll feel so much better doing so, and the whole world may indeed benefit from it as well. Join us next time, God willing, where we try to get one more lecture, one more Tani Talks Life before Rosh Hashanah, aiming for the end of next week here on Tani Talks Life. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful day.